your weekly Selk Grassroots podcast, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Welcome to the Saturday Manager podcast. My name is Nick Pitts from Farnborough Old Boys Guild Reserves in Division 3, west of the Kent County League. This podcast follows the ups and downs of grassroots football, including interviews with players and managers across the grassroots sector. Let's get to it. Episode number 50. Fuck. Like, how have we even made it to this point? Uh, Not all of those are mine. I think 10 or 11 of those are the previous presenter of the show, which is Tristan Cropley, uh, formerly of Welling Town Reserves at the time. I think he did about 10 or 11 um, and then... I took over from then, so I think I'm only on about 40 or 39, but 50th anniversary of the show, so we've got some good content for today, some strange team names and some good stories, so I am on my own today, Uh, I've had Michael Hills and Tony Rawlings with me the last couple of weeks, but as I said last week, Tony's found himself with a new job, so it is unavailable during the day, Uh, and I was due to record with um, Hillsy, Michael Hills, um, but then decided to book a full day at work and completely forgot about him. So Michael, I sincerely apologise and look to get you back on next week. Over the phone, of course, or outside, socially distanced. Uh, unfortunately, London and the surrounding areas uh, moved into tier two of the covid lockdown or whatever we're fucking calling this now this this great country that's becoming a bit of a mockery over the last six to eight months so all i can say uh uh, i mean i'm really feeling it at the moment as you can probably tell in in the tone of my voice even but look we've got to try try and stay upbeat and um we have to keep trying pushing and um and breaking through the barriers but we still have got football uh, I had a, a little read up on some documents earlier and even if we moved into tier three, it still doesn't stop football. So enjoy it while you can and do not take anything um, ever in your life for granted again. Right, now we move on. So we've done that depressing bit. So the way we're going to construct today is normal. We're going to go through the results from last weekend, which is Saturday the 10th of October. All teams in action. So I'll go through them, some good results, um, a few correct predictions in there from myself, uh, which is always nice to see. Uh, we'll discuss our game against Housestead United last week. We'll have a break and then we'll run through the predictions. Um, we'll run through the predictions in the second half and I'll try and get somebody on. I'm going to just, I'm going to see who fancies it. I'm going to call a random number from the group, the farmer group and see who picks up and we'll take it from there. Results from Saturday the 10th. So, oh, I've got uh, I've got reports from people as well. I completely forgot about that. Um, right, so first game uh, saw AFC Lewisham host uh, Metro Gas Reserves. Uh, yeah, pretty straightforward. Um, pretty straightforward, this one. A, a 3-1, uh, 3-1 win 
um, to Metro Gas. Uh, AFC Lewisham getting on the score sheet, um, but not managing to do enough to secure the win. And this is what Eddie Asika, AFC Lewisham manager, had to say. today unfortunately uh, we lost 3-1 not today um, last really week quite open game to be fair back and forth a lot of chances made from the either side for my team same old story um, creating loads of chances but not being ruthless enough in front of goal uh, and getting punished on the other end um, first half once again started off really quickly but did go a goal down in the first half but created so many more chances strike and missed a couple setters um, should have had a penalty in the first and second half. Um, and every single time we made a mistake, they just literally capitalised on it. Um, yeah, so ruthlessness today was lacking for my team. Um, all credit to Metro Gas, well done. Um, but yeah, that was the game today. Wasn't today, it was obviously last week. Yeah, not the uh, not the result that Eddie would have wanted. Uh, again, seems to be getting in the right areas and creating the chances, but maybe they need a striker down at AFC Lewisham that knows where the goal is. Um, Bexley reserves at home to AFC Green, uh, Greenways, even. Uh, real bloodbath, this one for me. A real getting there, two-footed tackles, you know, a real fucking, a real football match. Um Greenway's coming out on top, uh, winning 2-1, uh, remaining unbeaten. Uh, so that's four four wins and one draw out of five games. Uh, and uh, managed to speak to Kieran, and this is what he had to say. Kieran from Bexley Reserves. Bexley Reserves 1, Greenway's 2. Um, good game of football, ultimately. Um, there's a reoccurring theme here with Bexley that one week we play really well, one week we don't play as well. Um, this week was a week where we played so well. I think everyone put a good shift in and we need to find a little bit of consistency. I'm confident once we find a bit of consistency, we will start bringing in more points. So that is a positive to take from the game. Um, but onto the game itself, it was a good game of football, which was overshadowed, overshadowed by refereeing decisions. Um, I'm not one to bad enough for ref. There were two questionable offsides. One of them was borderline. The second one, when it was 2-1 late in the game, we scored a goal and it was ruled offside and it was an absolutely awful decision. Um, but you can't put all the blame on the refs. We should have scored more goals with the chances we had. But we pick ourselves up, pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off and often to South East Athletic next week. So I'm guessing that the linesman that gave offside for the goal, um, which could have brought Bexley back to two-two, was a Greenways player, which is always uh, which is always how it goes, unfortunately, at this level. So um, Greenways picking up, like I said, the goal, uh, the goals, winning by two goals to one, getting the result. Most importantly, putting the chances away. Bexley, Bexley, inconsistent at times. Um, like he said, they've got South East this week, and um, which whether it ends in a win or a draw or a loss, I don't really know. So um, they are going to look to try and rectify that uh, this coming weekend. But let's now hear from Liam Barham, uh, the Greenways gaffer. All right, guys, Art. Um, 
yeah, just one over Saturday against Bexley for you and everyone listening. Um, it's probably the worst I've seen us play since since the start of the season. It, it's the worst performance we've put in. Um, day wasn't great, and the pitch is probably. Let me think. Yeah, I'd say I'd say that that pitch is probably the worst pitch in our league. Um, the slope on it's massive. It don't look it. It looks all right, uh, but it's really difficult to get playing football on it when you're going uphill to, to really sort of really sort of settle in that. Um, it is quite difficult and it away as well. So yeah, there's excuses there, Nick. Of course there is, but. Um, but you won the game, yeah, fuck me. Mate, we, <laughs> we were shit. But we went away, we knew what had to be done, we got the three points. Um, and yeah, we, we waited on you lot to get up, get three points at Harstead, we, we would have gone top of the game in hand. But listen, that's the way it goes. I knew that would be a cracker down there, you versus them. And yeah, gutted for you, mate. But, but yeah, like I said, three points in the bag. Look forward to next week. We've had a fixture change next week, just to let everyone know. Um, we was meant to be playing Bride and Ropes Reserves at home, but they're double booked, and they're playing in London Junior Cup. Now we've got Long Lane at home. But yeah, catch up with you soon, mate. Seems to me like... Um, I was quite surprised, actually, because when, when we went down to Bexley and we played... Um, they they mentioned to us that they were getting their pitch relayed and they were moving to Teviot for a couple of games. I'm not sure if that actually happened. There is a slope there. Um, it is difficult to play uphill on that pitch. Um, but they got the three points um, and that's obviously the most important thing. And ropes one, Wellington one, on a bit of a slippery slope at the minute, the Bryden boys. I know they've got some, um, some injuries at the minute, but maybe proving that they haven't got the depth down there at the moment. Um, good good point away from home uh, for Welling. Um, and this is what Josh, the Bryden manager, had to say about their game against Welling Town. 1-1 this weekend against Welling Town Reserves. Um, game started out really scrappy. Wasn't um, many chances being created. Um, so at half-time, to be honest, um, that was when I had to make a few changes, increase the intensity of the play, um, brought on a couple of couple of players off the bench who um, who did affect the game in a much more positive light uh, we looked really good after the after the break and, and we got our goal sort of midway through the second half of a lovely overhead kick um, and then from there we were looking to try and kick on and get the second it didn't materialise so at that point it's just about managing the game and trying to trying to see out um, a 1-0 win um, but I think we were a bit naive in our play um, we weren't sort of doing the smart things to slow the game down um, you know not give away silly free kicks and corners and that's exactly what we did about five minutes from the end um, they've had a corner uh, balls come out to them on the edge of the box and the 21 struck the ball absolutely beautifully um, put it into the side netting and it's sort of one of those things where you just hold your hands up you can't do anything about that but um, last five minutes they've had a chance they've gone through one on one uh, could have easily won the game and then so have we we've had the chance literally the last kick of the game corner has come across um, and I think we've had about three or four chances to put it in and we've hit it at the keeper I think both times 
Um, so, you know, another one of these frustrating days where we just weren't really clinical going forward. We're missing a few players at the moment and it's starting to show. Um, but we've got to keep getting better. Um, simple as that. I think 1-1 was probably a fair result on the balance of play. Um, so, yeah, on to the London Cup next week. As I say, uh, is, is there a little bit of um, weakness in depth? But, but Josh went to say that he brought on a couple of lads at half-time and, and the performance improved and they went 1-0 up. So I think Welling will be the happier of the two with that result. However, um, they both march on into uh, into this weekend and look to to, um, to better that draw. Bromleyans drew 2-2 at home with Long Lane. Um, a Desmond, uh, playing at a Desmond now. A Desmond 2-2, if you're unaware of the... Of the uh, the the phrase, uh, again with this one, I think Brom's definitely definitely happier of the two. With the draw, Long Lane uh, would have been looking to um, certainly get the three points there, which they couldn't do. Um, but kudos to to Brom's um, being on the on the losing side far more than the winning side at the moment this season. So, but they look like um, they're getting better. They uh, they've beaten Brighton Ropes. Uh, they had a slight 1-0 loss to Halstead and, and now a 2-2 draw with Long Lane. So three results against three teams that are going to be in the top five this year. Um, so they'll be the happier of the two um, with that one. Halstead uh, beating Farnborough two goals to nil. Uh, we'll come on to our analysis from a Farnborough uh, point of view. Um, but we will hear from uh, Scott Mullins, the Halstead manager, first of all. Hi, this is Scott, the Elfstead United manager. Uh, just a quick update, a one-minute update on our game on uh, Saturday. We played a Farnborough uh, at home, in which was always going to be a very difficult game. Uh, I think it was a game of two halves, to be honest with you. We come uh, flying out of the traps and uh, played some great football. And we went 1-0 up, maybe after about 25 minutes. A great go out on the left, smash into the corner there. We felt a bit disappointed not to come in. Two or three up, we really did. We felt we pushed Farnborough back and we really had the majority of the first half. Uh, second half, a different story. Uh, you know, we was one up and then, uh, you know, Farnborough pushed us back and was coming at us. You know, we couldn't get out of our half at times. Uh, we did look very dangerous on the counter-attack, but I think, you know, what Nick had done at Farnborough had obviously gone gun-o for it. So we are fancy we may get a chance at some stage to stick in there, keep playing your football. But full credit to Farnborough, really, they really did stick in there. And, uh, you know, from our point of view, I felt we uh, we deserved and edged it. If from Nick's point of view, I should think he felt he should have got a draw out of it. So you know, good contest uh, could have gone either way, uh, but we shaded it. Cheers. Indeed, there are there are lots of uh, there are lots of things I agree with in there, um, and we will come on to that very shortly. Last game of last weekend um, saw South East Athletic. Host Dancing Sports Reserves in a, what looked like a thriller. Uh, South East edging it by four goals to three. Uh, I would have liked to have heard from from one of the teams about this one, but Dancing um, Dancing going for a bit of a rebuild at the moment, so they're concentrating on that, and I never get anything back from South East. So um, South East edging that to four goals to three, and really. It's, it's done them some some big favours there. That's pushed them right up to third already. Um, so a good. They didn't start too well, um, but they've managed to find an even kill, and they've uh, and they've managed to um, to propel themselves up into third place. So well done, boys. 
Dancing still to find their first win um, ever. <laughs> um, no, in all seriousness, uh, they, they're, they're going through, I believe, a transitional period. Um, they're looking for a new goalkeeper. They're looking for a couple of new players, I know. They're really trying to... The couple of lads down there, spoke to them about two weeks ago. They're trying to push the club in the right direction. Um, and they're trying to do the right thing for football. Um, they've got rid of the shit, you know. We, as teams, we all have that. And you have to work hard to get rid of that and manage those types of players out of your club and bring the right types of people in. Um, so hopefully, Danson can find the right balance and um, and push on. But however, conceding 30 goals in six games is never good at any level. So hopefully, they can, uh, they can sort that out. Just an analysis, um, just touch, so just touching on what Scott said really about our game last week. So um, it 100% was a game of two halves. We set out um, going uphill in the first half. The pitch was, to be fair, the pitch was immaculate. We've been there historically uh, and the pitch has always been terrible. So on a slight slope, uh, we kicked uphill first half and fuck me, they, they come out so hard and fast at the traps it, I don't th- it caught us cold I don't think we knew what type of game we were in for but in the first five seconds well it, not even that two three seconds when we laid the ball back to Matt playing centre mid the big number eight was on him straight away and um, and won a throw in down by the corner flag so we knew what type of game we'd be in for as soon as that happened, and and credit to them, you know they 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 camped us in our half for half an hour. Uh, they scored a goal down the left hand side. I want to say the guy's name was Noah who scored out on the left. Um, a one two with a left back, cut inside the penalty box, and a left footed strike to the right hand side of the goal, hitting the side netting um, past Mitch Coombstock, who may I add is not even our goalkeeper. Uh, our goalkeeper got injured in the warm-up. Um, I don't know how the fuck you get injured in a warm-up. But unfortunately, it happened. Uh, so we had to lean on Mitch, who has historically gone in goal for us if we ever need him to. Um, he kept a clean sheet when we beat Long Lane 4-0. Um, so, you know, it, it, was a, it was a no-brainer. So he went in goal for us and actually had a really good game. There was, you know, they, they were peppering our goal. Um for half an hour, headers, shots from inside the box, shots from the edge of the box, which he was getting to, and he was holding, not just parrying away and pushing out, he was holding. So, big shout out to to Mitch for, for doing that job for us. But yeah, as I say, they went 1-0 up, and that kind of kicked us into life a little bit, and um, we started playing some football, we started getting the ball down, we started using the pitch to our advantage. Uh, we had new signing Gary Beckett, um, previously of Kent Football United and Wellington first team, in at left back for us. Um, they, had a, they had a great game, picking the ball up from left back, running, taking players on, getting the ball in the box. And uh, there was a moment, um, unfortunately for myself, which which will stick out in that first half uh, for us because the limited chances that we had, we had one clear-cut one which fell to me. Uh, Matt managed to win the ball in centre mid, played the ball in between the centre back and the right back. I was out on the left, um, one-on-one with the keeper and... I've opened my body out to put it in the far corner but not got enough whip on it and it's just shaved the outside of the post and gone wide. So that probably would have been our chance five minutes before half-time to go in at 1-0. Uh, we had a chat 
we knew the job we needed to do. And as I was talking to the boys, we interestingly enough, we were in, interrupted by the referee. And his his exact words were. So there you go. There's only gonna be one winner, it's gonna be me. It ain't gonna be them. <laughs> so so with that we use that as a, a little bit of um fuel into the second half that we kind of knew that if we were going to maybe get in their heads, the referee was on our side. And he did. He started giving us a couple of free kicks in around areas that, you know, weren't really... Um, we shouldn't have won free kicks in those areas, and we did. Uh, and we come out... Um, it was a little bit reversed. We come out all guns blazing, and we were chasing balls into corners. We were chasing down lost causes. We were pressing them high. We were making them make mistakes. And really, they had nothing in the second half. Um, I think they must have had probably three shots in the second half. Um, and uh, again, uh, another opportunity for myself in the edge of the box. Got the shot off in the end um, and come off the defender and went past the post just uh, for a corner. Uh, and, and again, we were we were creating opportunities. We were getting in behind. We found a weak spot um, and, we, and we did what we could to get in and try to hurt them. But... With that said, the way the game was going to go was being one nil down with say twenty minutes to go. What do you do? Do you do you change tactically uh, what you're doing um, and try and get that goal and hopefully go one all, or do you sit back and hope to plan a counter? And um, I made a couple of changes and we went for it, and it almost paid off uh, because, like I said, we were getting in the right areas. We just couldn't. We just couldn't finish. The keeper made some good saves. Um, I wouldn't say kept him in the game um, because we probably didn't do enough um, to to warrant the the win as such. Um, and it all sort of came to light at the end of the, of the sort of eighty fifth minute, eighty sixth minute. Um, the guy, uh, House of Blair, had the ball at right back. Uh, played a one two, I think, with the number eleven, um, and. The number 11 picked the ball up from the edge of his own area, ran past three players who tried to just take him out uh, and and then put the ball, well, I say put the ball, he smashed the ball into the right-hand corner. And the way they celebrated kind of sensed a bit of relief from their side of it because um, they were feeling the pressure. Uh, their coach got sent off from the side for, for continuous shit-talking from the side, I guess. Um so like I said, it was either going to go one all because we were pressing so hard um, or we were going to go 2-0 down because we got caught and unfortunately that's the way it went and, uh, and we lost 2-0. And, you know, no shame in losing to Halstead United who are probably going to win the division. Um, but they found in the second half another team that matched them. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to welcoming them to Farrowfields when we play them in the return fixture. But... I mean, they play teams like Lewisham, Danson. I mean, they annihilated Danson 9-0 last week. They'll, they will annihilate Lewisham um, and probably a few other teams in the division. So, um, again, well done to uh, the Houston boys and good luck for the rest of the season. We will take a very quick break 
and uh, join me again in the second half. Having trouble tracking who can play and who can't? Download Down to Play before your next match. The first app to purely focus on player availability. Get Down to Play for free in the App Store and Google Play. Welcome back, part two. Here we go again. Um, right, we're just going to go through the predictions now, uh, just to finish this off. Uh, so we've got um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. So we've got one, two, three, four, four um, league games and four London Cup games, which um, we find all the Division Three West teams involved in, um, apart from us. Don't know why we're not in that. Would like to have had a go in that. Never mind. Um, first game on the list is Farnborough Old Boys Guild reserves at home to Bromley's reserves. We have to win. Um, if if we lose, and that's the third game on the bounce that we have lost, uh, and I can't let that happen. A strong sixteen available for this weekend. However, taking nothing away from Broms, as I said earlier, and in, in the first half they've had um, they've had some good results as of late, and they look like they're kind of slowly getting to an even kill, and we'll be looking to um, to get the win and take the win from us this weekend. Nevertheless, I'm the manager of Farnborough. I cannot back against my own team, um, so I'm going to go for a two-one Farnborough win. Um, I do think we'll have the quality and we'll be able to use the ball better. Um, two teams that are at the opposite ends of the table as well, so you have to take these things in cons- into uh, consideration. Um, next league game, we've got Bexley Reserves at home to South East Athletic Reserves. Two teams. Uh, South East seem to have found some form. Bexley seem to find their form when they want to. They seem to dip in and out of their form. Uh, I'm going to go for a, uh, another Desmond on this one. I'm going to go for a 2-2. I think from what Kieran's saying and from what I can see um, written down about South East, uh, I think that um, the two teams will cancel each other out. Uh, South East could edge it, um, but I would like to see Bexley come away with a point with this one, so I've gone for a Desmond. Greenways. Greenways at home to Long Lane. This is going to be tasty. This is going to be like people kicking the shit out of each other, this one. Great game of football. I think Greenways could suffer their first loss this weekend if Long Lane play the football that they know they can play and they can put the ball in the net. Um, Greenways will only get the win this weekend if they play well, if they if they play their way, they'll get the win. Um, and it doesn't matter how how you you play as long as you get the three points. I just don't think that. I just I, I think Long Lane will be gutted. Um, they lost four 0 to us. They drew two all with Broms, so they will look to want to put it right uh, this weekend. So I've gone for a three one Long Lane reserves win. Sorry, Liam. House did are away. To Welling Town Reserves. Bit of a formality. Um, they're going to be on a high after beating us last week. Um, Welling will also be on a high after getting a draw, a well earned draw, and potentially um, what could have been a win against Brydon. 
However, I've uh, got to back Housted, got to back the team at, at the top of the table and doing the business, and I've done so by four goals to nil. So move on to the London Cup, four fixtures. Now, my knowledge of, of some of these teams and some of the fucking names of these teams, honestly, um, that, that are being played against um, is quite bizarre. Uh, the I, I recognise one of them. So the first game we've got is AFC Oldsmiths. V Metro Gas Reserves. Um, Oldsmiths are part of the Southern Amateur Football League Division 3. They're currently second in their division. Um, played 3 and won 3. A goal difference of plus 3. All the 3s. Um, and will stand themselves in good stead against Metro Gas. And I've actually gone for a 2-1 Oldsmiths win. Go on the Oldsmiths. Um, I'm fancying upset here. I don't know an upset. Is it an upset? I don't. I don't know. I don't know anything about the Southern Amateur League. I don't know if it's pony. I don't know. Um, I don't know anything about it. But three wins out of three in any division is good. Um, so yeah, two goals to one to the Old Smiths for this one. Uh, what we got next? Selhurst United at home to Bryden Ropes Reserves. Now, what have I got here? Selhurst United. They are in the Bromley and Croydon Christian League, which I'm guessing is kind of similar to the Bromley and Orpington, uh, sort of Bromley District Football League, whatever it is, just the old South London Alliance. Um, made up of seven teams. Uh, they're currently second, but they've only played one, um, winning that game with a goal difference of plus two. Stevie Watts being their top goal scorer. Uh, recently, actually... Um, they've just won. Um, they've just won a trophy. Um, what have they won? They've just won the Mike Laxton Cup, um, which means nothing to me. Um, it says here two goals from veteran striker Stevie Watts, one from close range early on in the game, and one from a penalty spot in the second half helped Sellers United secure a 3 1 win over fuck me, Emmanuel Lightning in the delayed 1920 Mike King trophy final and that's from Keith Bolton himself so first of all congratulations to Sellers FC on your um, Mike Laxton cup win by three goals to one over Emmanuel Lightning um, however I think you're going to get bash 3-0 by Bryden um, I mean the Bromley and Croydon Christian League doesn't exactly scream Kent County division to me I mean I could be wrong um, so I'll be interested to see that one come in next week. Uh, what we got here? Two left. Exeter Old Boys uh, v. Danson Sports Reserves. Christ, Exeter. That's a bit of travelling to do for, for Danson. Exeter Old Boys are... Fucking hell. They are in the Harry Alderton Premier Division of the uh, Wimbledon and District League. They're currently sitting in fourth. Uh, they've played two, won two, and drawn two, so they're unbeaten as it stands. Um, they're, the best victory so far this season is they beat Fulham Athletic 7-1. Sam Sainsbury grabbing three, who's also their top goal scorer, and Luke Taylor coming off the bench to grab two. Uh, so, I, I don't know anything about the standard of the Wimbledon and District League. Uh, it's the Premier Division. Um, there's only th- four divisions, I think, Um just a straight so like in the Kent we've got Kent Prem and then we've got Central and East and West of the East side um, 
two, three, uh, sorry, one, two, and three. So, um, but this is just made up of four divisions. So, it might be fantastic. Um, it might not be. Uh, I've actually not written it down yet. I'm going to go. I'm going to back Danson to win by two goals to one. Um, I'd like to see Danson win. I mean, they ain't won a game in their history. I'd like to see him get a win against the Exeter Old Boys. So I've backed them by two goals to one. Uh, and hopefully they can do that representing Kent out in the London Cup. The last game, I've not I've not written my result down for this one either. Um, fuck me. Claremont Gorillas 17. Who thinks, what gets me right? Who starts a football team and says, I oh, know, I'm going to call them Claremont Gorillas 17. I just don't know where the inspiration comes from. So, Claremont Gorillas, 17. Um, they are also in the Harry Alderton Premiership, or the Premier Division of the Wimbledon and District Football League. They are currently sitting 8th out of a 10-division league. Uh, they've played for, and they've lost for, with a goal difference of minus 6. Uh, Matthew Clark is their top goal scorer with... Three. However, I think Lewisham are going to do the business. I'm going to go for a 1 0. 1 0 AFC Lewisham. I'm backing Eddie to do the business away um, in Wimbledon somewhere. Fuck that. Um, I, I highly fancy Lewisham to get the result this weekend. So um, make sure you bring it home. So just to run through them finally, and uh, and then that's us done for another week on the 50th anniversary show. So Farnborough 2, Broms 1, Bexley 2, South East 2, Greenways 1, Long Lane 3, Welling Nil, Housted 4, and in the London Cup, AFC Oldsmiths 2, Metrogas 1, Claremont Gorillas 0, AFC Lewisham 1, Exeter Old Boys 1, Dancing Sports Reserves, 2. And Selhurst United, 0. Bride and Ropes, 3. I'm going to change that to 5. Fuck Selhurst United. 5, 0. Bride and Ropes Reserves. That wraps us up. Have a good weekend. I hope you get the result that you want for your club. Please obey the rules. As, as frustrating as it is, um, especially if... Um, you've got partners that you don't live with. Obviously, that will restrict you from seeing each other in each other's houses and stuff like that. I know that's certainly the case for me. Um, please obey the rules. Otherwise, this is just going to go on for, for, for longer. Stay strong. Um, keep safe. And I will speak to you next week. Ta-ra for now. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.